The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is a WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Scott Walker. Right now that time, 819. You're listening to WGNS on this Friday morning. And this morning we have guests from Roscoe Brown with us in studio. And we'll be talking about a program they have that I believe you guys have been making some changes on. But it really helps out a lot of folks in getting them, gets them a job in a big way, uh, a career. So I guess first, Lindsay Powers, joiner with us, recruitment manager. Talk to us a little bit about what Roscoe Brown's been doing in the employment sector. Yes, sir. Well, thank you for having us this morning. We're always glad to be here at WGNS. Um, we have our Spark Academy, um, and Spark really is set up to give anyone the experience that they need to become a skilled tradesman or woman. Um, and we're really excited that we're able to offer that opportunity um, in-house. So how it's set up is that a student can come in, um, whether you're out of high school or you're wanting to change careers, um, we pay you from day one. So you start earning an hourly rate, you start earning benefits, um, you, no debt caused to you to learn this trade. So it's an amazing way to get um, an education in a career sector. Um, so you come in, you start working with us, and yeah, we, we give you all the experience that you need um, to become a tradesman, whether that's in plumbing or in HVAC. It seems like, you know, whenever you have a job market where the... Uh, unemployment rates around two percent to three percent it's hard to hire people and i've seen a lot of new programs develop you know at the state level Mm -hmm. within education all over where departments and companies and government they're they're growing their own employees in a sense and it really does pay off yeah absolutely i think for us to be able to say, hey, here here are the metrics of how to be a tradesman and give them those tools uh, to have in their pocket, I think, is priceless. Um, it's really neat. I'm really passionate about it. And yeah, you're right. Recruitment as a recruitment manager, it, it's hard. And I think that the fact that we are able um, to offer a great workplace for, for anybody, for our higher level professional jobs, to our technician jobs, to this academy, um, you know, we've been in business for over 83 years. So we've got that history that allows for us to to make really great employees and make it a really great place to work and then also with us matt powell commercial hvac field supervisor have you been with the company for 83 years yourself (laughs) (laughs) no sir it's been about six or seven years (laughs) but but you're out there in the field and and the cool thing about what you do is every day is a new day every day is different yes sir and i think that's what a lot of people are hungry for they they don't want to come to a job where they're at the same location each and every day, sitting behind, I don't know, or sitting in an office doing the same boring work. Right. So, so tell us a little bit about what employees and future employees will be doing at Roscoe Brown. Well, I guess it would depend on, you know, if you went with the plumbing or, or HVAC. But I started out with, with Roscoe Brown in the residential field. Um, we went to, you know, the houses. We did, you know, preventative maintenance. Uh, we get to meet with, with nice customers and, and, of course, pet all the animals and stuff. And we get to see complex problems. Um, we, we 
get called out a lot for going behind other companies that makes you feel good um especially when it's the july 4th and they're dying of heat you get in you get to be you know superman or superwoman um you give you the hero uh that is very very rewarding um and honestly it's, it's it's a severely good career for for building for the future of your family as well you can provide um you know ai is not going to take your job away i can promise you that (laughs) um and and overall roscoe brown is just it's always been about the customers to them um there's a man there that uh name is david burgess and when Mm -hmm. i got hired there he uh he looked at me he stood up we shook hands and he said i hope i make this a a place that you're proud to work at Mm. and that man has never let me down um they're all about you know obviously we're here for profit as well but they're all about serving our customers um we get to see new units every day um sometimes you get to see the same customers and you build a almost a working friendship on that you know so yeah and i want to say the great thing about where matt's at so matt started as a residential field supervisor and this is the story for a lot of our employees um but he started off in our residential team as a service technician and has moved up to our commercial division. So for those who are maybe interested in our academy, um, we have so many different routes that can get you to where you want to be. I think for the longest time, um, blue collar jobs were looked at as a, as a stopping point, like you were just a plumber or you're just an HVAC tech, but there's so much more. There's so much leadership. If you're someone who wants to grow, who wants to learn I think, too, if you like technology, there's so much technology in the trades. There's um, different. Now there's new efficiencies on the market with how we can be more efficient. Um, And so there's always a space to learn and grow. So if you're someone I like to say, if you're like a sponge and you want to soak up information, you like helping people and you want to serve others well, um, the trades are a really great place to be. And I think for me and, you know, Matt working in commercial, I think it's important for, you know, our senior technicians or someone who's looking for a job in that senior space if you're um, a technician who has a lot of really great experience. Um, Roscoe Brown might be a great place for your next step in your career. You know, we, we teach students who know nothing, but we also teach students who know everything, right? And so if we are able to give anyone the best career possible, that would make Matt and I really proud. And, and so if somebody goes to the Murfreesboro location and they say, you know, I want to be a part of this, I yeah. want to work for Roscoe Brown, what areas would they be serving once they're out there in the field? Yeah, it just depends on their expertise. So if they come in and they have 15 years of commercial service, um, we'd get them matched up with Matt and his team. Um, And then if they have residential experience, we'll get them with our residential team, plumbing or HVAC. We also do commercial plumbing as well. So um, the nice thing about um, myself um, as a recruit manager and my VP of HR, we really want to figure out what the best place is for that person. Um, we want to look out for our people. And so if someone walks in and they, they tell us this great experience that they have, um, we're able to kind of navigate with that person and find the best seat for them. So if they walk in, they have no experience, we've got Spark. If they walk in, they have a ton of experience, we can get them in the right spot. Now, with all the growth here in Rutherford County, how often are technicians working on brand new houses or apartments or commercial businesses that people haven't even even moved into yet? Every day. 
<laughs> I, I bet. Uh, I'll, I'll promise you every day. It's, it's ever growing as, as everyone that lives here sees. Um, there's no shortage of work. There's only a shortage of uh, technicians mm-hmm. that we're looking for. Um, and as far as if you're work, if you're asking for the region that we work in, uh, residential side, they try to keep you you know relatively in your area. Mm-hmm. Uh, commercial, we're based out of Murfreesboro. Um, we go all the way to Clarksville. Uh, we don't really go down uh, Murfreesboro side down to the Alabama side uh, line, um, but. We, we don't go out of state, so there there are commercial technicians out there that may be a little unhappy with having to travel over state lines or having to be on the road constantly away from your family. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roscoe Brown has a very, very good work-life balance. Um, mm-hmm. That's coming from my experience, and that's also coming from other people that come to us that say, I'm ready to slow down a little bit. Because I'm tired of being on the road. I'm tired of working on stuff that I have to be away from my family four days a week. Yeah, and for us, it goes back to our people. We just we want to take care of technicians. And, you know, talking about Spark Academy, you know, the trades are lucrative at this point. Like Matt said, yes. you know, there's, there's a shortage of technicians. And so if you want a career that can take you for as long as you want to go, um, working in the trades is that place. And we had a question that was texted to us, and it asked about, is there a night crew or are those who work during the day shift called in to work during late nights if something goes wrong at a commercial property or a home yeah so i think i'll let matt talk on the commercial side of things the residential side we do um a really great job at balancing what was known in the trades as on call um so we really try to serve people in that emergency setting so if we have a homeowner that calls and um they're out of um, they're out of air. <laughs> Their unit is not working and they are too hot, too cold. We want to get out and service them. They have a baby in the home. Um, they have an elderly person in the home. We want to serve those people. But um, on the technician side of things too, we don't run all night long. Um, we have a stop point and then we have that emergency time that comes on. And I think the great thing about what Matt's team does and I think what a lot of people don't realize is your favorite businesses, we help those businesses stay cool, stay clean, Um, we work on ice machines and things like that so we really work towards health stuff as well so all different directions i guess you could head if working for roscoe brown yeah absolutely do you want to talk on the commercial side of things for For sure yeah uh so the on-call uh for a commercial we do basically we're, we're there to serve we don't have a night crew um our typical hours are usually I mean, average four, I mean, seven to four, uh, you know, seven to five or so, depending on what time of the business close. Uh, but I mean, if they have a, if they have a cooler go down or a freezer go down and they got product in there, obviously they're going to have to throw all that product away if we don't get out there. So, uh, we've gone to, of course, some of the local jails and stuff and, and any place that they're, they're in dire need server rooms or whatever we, it is, it is a 24 hour service. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can tell you even with that. We have a, about a six-week rotation on the guys, so one week every six weeks or so. Um, as we grow, it obviously makes the rotation longer. Um, and there's weeks I go on the rotation that you don't even get a call out at night. So, uh, For anybody listening who is interested in working for Roscoe Brown, what kind of a process are we looking at and what, what is the timeline from 
when they turn in that resume to you guys calling them and saying, hey, come in for an interview? Yeah. So it just depends, again, on the position that we have open. Um, I always say, reach out to me directly. My contact information is online. Um, I'd love to chat for us to talk through where you're at, what you're looking for. Let's set those expectations clear, clear and crisp um, up front. That's what I'm all about. We want to make sure that you're happy, right? You're the right person for the job. Um, and so, yeah, so typically what we do is we get the application online, roscoebrown.com slash careers. We've got a couple of great office positions that are open right now. Um, we've got some amazing opportunities on the technician side, like we've talked about. Um, so you submit that application. Um, I review that within probably a day. And then from there, I'll reach out. We set up a call, get your interview scheduled. We do a full background check and drug screening. Um, so it takes anywhere from about two weeks if you're that right candidate for Roscoe Brown. And we had another question here asking about, uh, are there any benefits that go along at Roscoe Brown with jobs? Absolutely. We've got tons of great benefits. Um, we have health, medical, um, dental, vision. We have 401k. Um, we have a sign-on bonus for experienced technicians up to $5,000. That's based on experience. Um, I know for Matt and his team, they have some perks for that on-call rotation. Um, so we have a really bust um, benefit plan and some really great perks to working at Roscoe Brown. So if you're interested, you can stop by our shop anytime during normal business hours and talk with someone, um, or you can reach out to me directly. My cell phone um, is listed on the website so we can text and communicate in whatever way is best um, for you. I think, you know, the biggest thing for me and for Matt at Roscoe Brown, we care about our customers. So if you're someone that wants to put customers first, um, and Matt said it earlier, if you want to be that superhero, that's really what it's all about from us. Uh, Norman, who's our owner, who Matt and I both have the privilege of working with and getting to talk with for him and his dad and his grandfather. It's so cool to work for a family business that's been open for 83 years. Yeah. Like it gives me chills because not many people can say that. And I think if we were to be able to ask Roscoe what his business method was all about, he would say it's all about the customers for us and I think as we're evolving and growing um, there's three things we want to do we want to offer great services to our customers we want to be a great place to work and we want to offer and be a resource to our community which again all goes back to the customers and again with us today from Roscoe Brown we have Lindsay Powers Joiner recruitment manager and Matt Powell commercial HVAC field supervisor and once more this program at Roscoe Brown will allow someone to get into either you know the heat and air field or the plumbing field whichever one they choose and actually make a career out of it absolutely if anybody wants to be a part of Roscoe Brown you said that first step is uh, online yep and that's where they can what submit their resume or is it like a, a job application they fill out what do Whole they do kit and caboodle so if you want to reach out and have that conversation first we can do that again i want to be flexible with that person who's looking for their next step in their career um, but if you go to roscoebrown.com slash careers um, click on see all openings you have to click that button twice <laughs> we got a lot of buttons on our website um, but yeah you'll click that button see the openings what position is best for you apply online it's as simple as submitting your resume if you need help with that process i'm glad to help you through it sounds good and again uh, this is a company that's been around for over 80 years and you know like you were saying there's not a lot of organizations out there that have been around yeah. that long 
Yeah, it's really cool. I think um, I come, my background is from uh, higher education. So I've worked with college institutions and to work with a small business that's as vibrant, as passionate as Norman is um, and how he leads. And we have our first female CE- CFO. Mm-hmm. Um, we've, we have a newly promoted CEO. So it's really cool to see the innovation that Roscoe Brown has um, and how we're taking our small business forward. Um, there's not a lot of people, I think, that can get the feeling and have the feeling for our customers and our employees like Roscoe Brown does. And Roscoe Brown has grown a lot over the years. (laughs) I mean, grown really with Rutherford County's growth. Yeah. It's neat. You'll, um, if you walk into the chamber, you'll see Norman's name um, on the plaque in the chamber lobby. Um, we've been all about that growth. And again, it goes back to the people mm, supporting that always. community. Um, we're really big in um, you know, helping with Habitat for Humanity. We did a volunteer event a couple weeks ago, and we got to volunteer for Habitat and help. I got to hang insulation, <laughs> which I never thought. I don't know if I'm even <laughs> saying that word right. Um, but it was neat to get out there and have hands-on help in the community. We're doing the all Alzheimer's walk here in Rutherford County mm-hmm. on the 28th. So again, it's all about being a part of our community and helping those people that we get to serve. And again, Roscoe Brown, if you are interested in working for this company and growing with them, start at the website, yep. call, call you first even. Yeah, call me up. I would love to chat. Um, we can talk about any opening that we have. Again, we have professional positions that are open right now. We have dispatcher positions that are open. We have an accounts receivables position that's open. So if you're passionate about accounting, um, we need you. I need you. I don't do math. <laughs> that's why I'm a recruiter. Um, so we've got a lot of great positions. And then on the technician side, I really don't think that there's uh, a better place to work than Roscoe Brown. So head to RoscoeBrown.com. Again, with us this morning, Lindsay Powers, Joiner, Recruitment Manager, and Matt Powell, Commercial HVAC Field Supervisor for Roscoe Brown. And as we close out this morning, anything else that we left off? No, I don't think so. Um, I'll say one thing. That's for, obviously, we're in the student loan debacle that we have going on right now. And um, there's a lot of people that young people out there that don't know where to go career-wise um i would say definitely trades is is a very very viable option mm-hmm. um the the quality of technicians we have i mean it, we're, we're trying to grow and everything and it's definitely something that to look into um if you're unsure of where to go instead of getting a four-year college degree that you're not going to do anything with this yeah. is a a career that you could start almost right away yes, sir yes yeah. sir and make good money at it yes, and have benefits mm-hmm. as well yes, sir. the rest of your life like i said earlier you know it's it's not a you get to one point and you stop it's a get to that point and you get to decide what your next point is yep. yeah so. good stuff again yes, roscoe sir. brown and online at roscoebrown.com well thank you for joining us thank you yes, for sir. having us thank happy you. friday everybody time right now eight thirty-six. we do have more news and information coming up The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Hi, this is Dan at Music World and Drummer's Den. We have guitars. We have more guitars than just about anybody in town. We have electric guitars, acoustic guitars, ukuleles, all stringed instruments. We have banjos, violins. We've got it all. And you say, oh, well, what else do you have? Well, it turns out we have keyboards as well. Do we have drums? We are Music World and Drummer's Den, 2762 South Church Street, across from Indian Hills Golf Course. 
Mostly sunny skies here this afternoon with a high in the low 70s. Northwest winds at 10 to 15 miles per hour, gusting as high as 25. Tonight, mostly clear, low 44. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Fuichitsky on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 58. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. A number of years ago, the city of Murfreesboro approved a project that is known as One East College. That project is where the old First Methodist Church originally sat in downtown Murfreesboro. And the developer behind that plan to build a mixed-use facility has not completed the work in a timely manner. Originally, contractors suggested that COVID-19 slowed the work down. It is now set undisturbed for the most part and has not moved forward. The city of Murfreesboro is not happy with the way things have been turning out. WGNS's Bart Walker spoke to Murfreesboro Mayor Shay McFarlane about the issue that is ongoing. The bell tower and the sanctuary, both were supposed to have been They're saved. saved. They are being saved. Sitting there with no one in it to maintain it, they have deteriorated. I don't think there's any doubt that they're not as good as they were when they bought the property in 2018. I mean, we were maintaining it as a city in 2016 when we bought it. So that's a valid excuse. But that tower and that sanctuary are part of the plan development. So there is no plan. They have to to fix and bring that back up to standards. I learned this a long time ago. There was a lady named Peggy McCash that worked up at the county planning and engineering department. Anything that you went through the county planning and engineering department, and as a young person in construction, she had a thing on her desk, and I love Peggy, but it was lack of preparation on your part does not make an emergency on my part. And that's where I am at this point with this development. You know, you're supposed to be maintaining all those. So if it costs you more money because you've not prepared them, then that's on you. Obviously, you can tell what I'm saying. I'm frustrated about this because this makes us all look bad. How long has this been? Seven, since seven years. No, no activity for no seven activity years. No activity in seven years. I mean, now this developer has not had activity for going on five years now, four years now. So, yeah, I'm very frustrated, and I let the developer know that. I live in the world that you're only as good by what you tell people. And there's a lot of things that can be said about me. Look, you may not agree with decisions that we've made as a city, but I'm always going to try to be up front. Just like I'm saying right now, I mean, I think going back, clearly we made a poor decision selecting this developer. We made We made the decision based upon the best information we had at the time. But I think it's important when we make a mistake to say, look, we we didn't get this one right. And that's what I told the developer, that it's not like a development in Nashville where you've got so much going on downtown that one project can sit for a while and no one really notices it. In Murfreesboro, it's not like that. So when you have a, a project that just sits, that's not good. And I think that's also, Bart, important. And I shared this with, with staff mainly, especially on this Broad Street development, that you know, we've had these large developments that have come through that there's been a lot of hoopla, but then they don't get started. And I can go back and name four or five. It's different with the government that, like when Legacy Development out on Broad Street, that's it's not coming anymore. But we go with the information that we have at the time. We do all of our due diligence, but we don't know what's happening inside those individual companies. And we just need to make sure that we, we do our due diligence as best we can with people that want to come into the city. And then, you know, we hold them to the standards that we have here. Progress, deadline, penalties, forfeitures and things of that sort. 
built into the contract. Yes. I can't go into all the legal side of that, but I will say this. I feel very confident. I'm not a lawyer, but I feel very confident that part of the thing that made that project viable was the county and the city approved what's called a, a TIF, which is tax incremental financing, which allows them to be able to invest, for example, into the parking garage that was a 400, 400 car structure, but that provided downtown parking, but they're getting a tax incentive. And look, they're not getting, we're not giving them money. And we're not, what that does is that tells them that your tax rate that you have right now is frozen for an X number of years. So we're really saying, look, it makes sense to be able to allow them to get that incentive. And then X number of years down the road, that project starts getting taxed at a at a 40% rate, just like every other commercial structure. But it was very specific on deadlines and construction milestones that they had to, they've had to hit. And they've not, hit, in my opinion, they've not hit any of those besides demolishing the, the old office space there. So yes, that was all taken into account. The parking area that was the city parking lot, it is still there. The city has been inconvenienced. We're not able to park there anymore. We were told there would be a new parking lot. It's not even moving. Why don't you just move the fence away and let the people use the parking lot again? It's still there. Well, that's the issue. We don't own that property. That's That was about a third of an acre where that, I think there's 40 parking spots that were there. Part of the package was that corner lot right there on Lytle Street, that went with the property. So when the developer bought the property, that corner lot was part of the development plan. I think that's originally where the hotel was going to go on that corner. So Bart, it's not a good situation right now. I know city staff is working working with them to try to push the project alone. I mean, in a perfect world, I just wish would take the property back and I mean, heck, if it turned into park and green space for right now, it'd be a great area downtown. But I don't know where we're going to be. And I wish that we were not in this situation. I'm, like I said, I'm extremely frustrated about it. But we're trying to mitigate the best of a bad situation right now. That was Murfreesboro Mayor Shane McFarland talking to WGNS's Bart Walker about One East College, a development that sits on two and a half acres in downtown Murfreesboro that was once home to First United Methodist Church. Developers are supposed to be building a 220 residential unit that includes office space, retail stores, and restaurants, and of course, a parking garage, which is reportedly needed in Murfreesboro. Originally, the plan was supposed to be completed by the end of this year, 2023. And of course, it hasn't been. For WGNS, I'm Scott Walker. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. I'm getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20. So am I, because I'm at risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. If you're 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, COPD, or heart disease, or are 65 or older, you are at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about Prevnar 20, pneumococcal 20-valent conjugate vaccine. It can help protect you against pneumococcal pneumonia in just one dose. Even if you've already been vaccinated with other pneumonia vaccines, Prevnar 20 may help provide added protection. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. 
For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. The Good Neighbor Network, WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna, Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett, weekday mornings at 10. WGNS, your good neighbor station. Rutherford County's place to talk. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. This morning we're talking with Elijah Wilson, and you've got a story that I guess I would say it continues to grow and take turns because the story is about your son, Levin, and his need for a kidney. And you've been at this now for how many months? Well, we're coming up on 18 months now uh, looking for a kidney. 18 months. I don't know what the average person goes through when they're in need of a kidney. As far as a timeline, have you been told anything by anybody? Well, the average wait time for an adult is right around four years. For a child, they say the pattern's around 12 months. As it stands right now, for a cadaver donor, he's number four in his blood type on the waiting list. But they said, you know, don't let that number fool you because four will seem like five, ten miles away. I would say that every minute feels like a year. It does. Have you had any leads or has anybody called you from Kidney Solutions or the places you've worked with in the past? Uh, UC Health are the people that everyone's directed to, to do testing and compatibility. I did talk to them. And unfortunately, we have a lot of people that submit and talk to them about first testing and compatibility. But we've had one person over the 18 months follow through with the second part of the test. You said no one else would return phone calls or they just don't show up. Do you know the total number of everybody who has actually gone forward and tried to test for a kidney match first part we've had over a thousand people call and do the first part to see if they match but as it stands right now we've had one person go to the second stage and that second stage what does it involve that's where they start getting blood taken they do all the medical testing to see how many markers match up between theirs and his so only one person has gone to that first stage of it yes is that disheartening to hear when oh, you it does it rips you apart you know, especially when you have ucl telling you you know we've reached out to these people we've left messages and nobody gets back and she told me she said that it's quite normal for a lot of people to say hey you know i want to help and then after the door shuts that's it those who do think they are a match where do they actually go on that second level of getting actually tested UC Health will send you to either your doctor or a, uh, a clinic that they work with to have blood drawn. If somebody does go to get tested and let's say they are a match, what happens after that? If you're the compatible match, that's when we start working with their schedule and uh, our schedule is completely free. <clears throat> and of course, hotels covered. And what the oddest thing is, the doctor says, it's an outpatient surgery for the donor that blows me away thinking that they're going to take an organ from someone and it's literally they can leave that night. 
Levin, your son Levin, how old is he? He's 12 now. 12 now. And so he was what? When he really started this journey of where he started feeling bad? He had just turned 11. Just turned 11. The first episode where you knew, where his mom knew something was seriously wrong was when he was what? In Target? He had been complaining about it throughout the the week he was there with his mom. And uh, she said... We had made plans for him to just go ahead and take him to urgent care to see what's wrong with his back because he was kept on complaining his back was sore. After they dropped our oldest off at the airport to fly home, that's when uh, Levin never made it out of Target on his own. He dropped, throwing up in pain, screaming his back was hurting. And that's when he got rushed to uh, Denver Children's emergency room. Since that time, <coughs> he has literally been in and out of the hospital, doctor's offices, almost nonstop. Nonstop, it's weekly. And now he even goes to school at Denver Children's Hospital. I didn't even know they had a, a school there. We didn't either until this school year because we were fighting so much with he's not an online sit in front of a screen type learner. He needs an adult there. They're like, Yeah, we house so many kids here that are constantly sick. So they have a split range between 13 and down and then 14 and up. And he loves it. It's helped him so much. But here lately, with the decline of his health, progression of the disease, he's getting weekly shots. Uh, You know, it used to be his outlet was to play video games with me at night or play video games with his brother or uncle. And now he'll get on for maybe a half a match. And he's like, all right, my stomach's hurting. You know, I'm done. I, I can't do this. Levin, again, is in Colorado, but people anywhere in the U.S., they can go out and see if they are a match. So if they're interested, what do they need to do first, no matter where they are? They can reach out to me at kidney4lw at gmail.com. I can send them any and all the information to find uh, the link to get matched up. And then after that, if they match, they don't have to worry about anything. All the insurance is covered. There will be nothing out of pocket for them. If they are a match and if they say, you know, hey, I want to donate my kidney to Levin, do they do that here in Murfreesboro or will they be flown to Colorado where he is? They'll be flown to Colorado and they will do the uh, surgery right next door. And uh, they have a bridgeway for doctors and it's actually run across the bridge. It's wild that you've been waiting this long. And then you said that for adults, they wait about four years for a kidney. It just seems like a long, tough time it is and a lot of people say well you know dialysis will help keep him alive grant he's not on dialysis right now we are getting to the point where it may be a factor he has to have i've seen family members go through it i don't want my kid to go through dialysis i don't want him to have that port shoved in him and so that's why i've been another big push to help find him one as soon as possible Again, we're talking with Elijah Wilson this morning about his son, Levin, who is in need of a kidney. And again, some folks have called you. They said, I'm interested in donating a kidney. But ultimately, only one person has made it to actually that first round where they did the first blood test. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Yeah. Other people, they've not called back. They've not called Kidney Solutions back, whatever the case may be even though they told you they were interested in donating. Yeah. Of course, you don't know who hadn't called back. All you know is that one person made it to that next step. What would you say to those listening? How would you make that plea to somebody? All I could say is you'd want it for your kid. You'd want to give a 12-year-old life. And what is Levin's blood type? He's O positive. So if he's O positive, does that mean he has to have an O positive match? Yes. The most common blood type in the world. The other edge of the sword is he can only take from O positive. 
O positive has to take from O positive. Something else you have run into over the last couple of months, you would go to different businesses and ask to put up the sign, the poster that you've printed out, and uh, you would come to that business a day or two later and see the posters taken down. You would get such pushback, and it's crazy from the community of, you know, we'll put it up, and then it's taken down the next day. And it's like, I don't get it. You know, there's nothing on this paper with fundraiser. It is strictly trying to help my son find a kidney. Levin is how old once more? He's 12 years old. 12 years old. And uh, this journey has been going on. 18 months. 18 months. I know you said, and it's got to be true, that every minute is like a year that goes by. You're literally just waiting for the kidney place to call you and say, hey, man, we, we actually have a match now. And then once they make that call to you, after they get that match, how soon does all of this unfold? If it's a cadaver donor, it's under 10 hours. And if it's a living donor here in Murfreesboro, let's say. If it's a living donor, you know, it can be planned out to where it's most convenient for them. And if anybody <laughs> listening is interested in donating their kidney, they have to be what? Under what age? Under 40. Under 40. And they'll be able to live a totally normal rest of their life with just one kidney. Yes. And also, if something were to happen to the person that donated the kidney, if their other kidney started going bad, they are immediately put top of the list. They are the next recipient for a kidney because they gave life and they are the first recipient to receive one if something went south with their health. I would say that right there alone would open the door for a lot of people to step forward and say, I would like to do this. Will you ever know who that donor is? If it's a a real life donor, we will know them, meet them, everything. They do have the option to stay private. Has Levin said anything to you about wanting to meet that donor if that does happen? You know, he honestly, we do our best to keep him distracted from it. He deals enough with it day to day. And, you know, our interaction is let's take your mind off it. Now, we had to have a heart to heart the other day about uh, now he's on shots for red red blood cell counts and um, his food that he was allowed to have a little bit of, whether it be cheese or some chips, things that he really looked forward to. When you look it up, potassium and phosphorus, there's a lot of things now that he cannot have that as a 12 year old who doesn't like chips. Well, we had to have the heart to heart. Like, look, you know, we know your stomach hurts daily and it's hard to sleep. It's hard to concentrate. We're like, your sometimes foods are gone now. We have to start buckling down because these are the things that are hurting your stomach. And uh, it it sucks to, you know, limit your kid to just, he has a very minimal diet, what he's allowed to have. And you've got another son too. So while you're trying to find Levin a kidney match, you're raising your other son. Yes, I have a 15-year-old as well. And how does he handle all of this? Because it's got to be tough. There's a lot of pressure, I'm sure. I just can't imagine going through this with my little brother. You know, and once again with him, it's sleight of hand. I keep him so busy with school. And thankfully, he is such a great kid. So I'm really proud of him. Levin's gotten to do some some neat things over the last year or so. What has he had the opportunity to do, and who made that happen? We did go on his Make-A-Wish trip. We went down to Florida. We did what they call the Disney Parks Tour. And I have to say, uh, Universal Studios treated him like royalty. When they saw the specialized Make-A-Wish badge, he had a Universal person next to him all times. The longest we had to wait there was maybe five minutes for anything. That's pretty cool. 
Oh, yeah. He thinks it's really cool that Mile High Outdoor Advertisement in Colorado have digital billboards. They have the email kidney4lw at gmail.com and has his face up there. He thinks it's pretty cool to go around town and see his face on billboards around town. Those billboards say Levin needs a kidney? Yep. They have the email kidney4lw at gmail.com and his face plastered up there. There's a lot of outlets out there trying to help find a kidney for Levin. Yes. As long as you're under 40, you can donate a kidney. So if let's under say, 40 and healthy, of course, they won't non-smokers, nobody with any uh, drug issues, things like that. Because once again, you're trying to put potentially a 40 year old kidney into a 12 year old child. Kidneys only last average 14 years. He'll have to do this surgery over and over. It's a tough situation to be in. And I'm sure it's a, a hard choice for people to make. But at the same time, it's a choice where you're giving a 12 year old a life. And again, we're talking with Elijah Wilson about his son, Levin, who is in need of a kidney. Now, the phone number on this flyer, that is for Kidney Solutions. Is that the number they can call? Yes. Call 830-285-2140. They say what? I want to donate a kidney to Levin Wilson? Yes. They would have to give Levin Wilson and his date of birth, 0121-11. Or they can get a hold of you. And you're pretty easy to find. You can do yes. a Google search even to find you. Yeah, they, you can literally Google Levin Wilson, Tennessee, and it'll pull up WGNS news article we did before. We're pretty easy to find. The Facebook is on for Elijah Wilson. You'll see the flyer as our profile picture. Again, Elijah Wilson with us today talking about his son, Levin, who is in need of a kidney. Thanks for joining us and keep us up to date. I will. Thank you very much for having me. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com.